welcome everyone to the launch and prosper podcast episode four launch and prosper that's the second time that i have misspoken there uh i'm james curran this is alma curran we run linchpin funnels it's a um full service um funnel building agency that is focused on the linchpin framework that's kind of irrelevant though we're here to talk about what it means to have a, a business as a family as a husband and wife duo whether you have kids or not um getting started, keeping it going, keeping sane, uh, conversations, personal development, inner child, like all this stuff that is uh, relevant as you are on this journey. We're talking about it. We're being brutally honest about it um, and and having guests on that have been down this path as well. Today, we've got Gary Cox. Uh, we've been kind of talking back and forth a little bit over the past few months. Uh, I see Gary online doing amazing things uh, on grand stages in front of very uh, amazing looking planes and helicopters and other things. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Um, and also with a, a really badass ad that I want to get to at some point. Um, but um, anyways, uh, welcome, Gary. How are you? I'm very well. Welcome as well for um, uh, thank you. I should say for having me on this. This is going to be fun. I can see it already. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, preparing for the podcast, um, I went to your website and uh, you have a beautiful funnel hub. Um, <laughs> well, we're dramatically changing things, but we're constantly being hacked. I'm so I'm glad you didn't get porn or bags to buy that are off store, off brand Gucci. That's illegal. <laughs> it's really. Oh wow. yeah. Okay. That's so nice. you're you're. I guess that's part of the 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 double-edged sword of of like fame and notoriety is you get you're a target sometimes, huh? Oh yeah, we've been hacked on YouTube uh, and Twitter. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. But Swift, gotta, Taylor Swift has it worse. I'm sure she's got people breaking in her house, sleeping in her bed. So I'm good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah unless you're into that, you know. <laughs> Uh, we, we've had a little bit of an exposure to that. I've had my Facebook account hacked a couple times and sure. uh, unfortunately they, they got into the ad account and got into some client ad accounts. It's just crazy how if you're a person on camera talking to the world, you're a target. Um, that's, that's, yeah. that's part of what we do, I guess. We don't really talk about that so much, but it's, it's part of that thickening of skin. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Let me read your bio real quick because this is awesome. <laughs> says, um, I went from $350,000 in debt. My wife tell me that my baby really isn't mine. My father being murdered, grandfather and stepfather dying of cancer, my uncle killed in a plane crash, making over $100,000 a year as a teenager to lose it all, born and raised in a cult, having to leave so-called family and friends in the cult for, for shunning me. Uh, my tragedy to triumph story seems nothing short of miraculous to me at times and I've turned it around and make millions and live a life that most dream of. That's an amazing uh, bio. How, how do you think that that's, or how, I know it has, but how, how does that shape you today as you navigate the world? Oh, my, my, my. Oh, how does it shape me? Um, it enables me to have a ridiculous amount of empathy for people. Yeah. Um, it also gets me in a point where I can help people make really dramatic change very quickly because they may not experience my exact pain. I may not experience their exact pain. 
but I know that pain and I know how to get over it or at least deal with it. And, you know, even though we're going to be focusing a lot on business, one thing you'll also know is that, and I think everybody will agree to that, whether they want to admit it or not, they need to, that the challenges that people have in their business, their funnels, their their finances, their relationships are, are basically a reflection of the things that we have stuck in what I refer to as our emotional hard drive. And many times the problems that we think we have in our life and our business often is a problem between me and me, not me and whoever we think the problem is. That is so apropos and very, very uh, in line with the kind of stuff that we want to talk about, actually. I'd like sure. to dive into that further because in the last episode, we had a conversation we were talking about. Um, I was basically sharing the fact that I was completely ignorant to the fact that I had an inner child and I had this hard drive um, mm -hmm. and that when things weren't in balance when when I'm not taking care of myself, all of that resentment of of lack of self care just leaks out and and yeah. pours into my relationship, <laughs> pours into my business, and it shapes everything. Sure. So I, I I totally see that. And you mentioned Very how true. you mentioned how you can help them with that. What what are some of the techniques that you do to to help people kind of deal with this hard drive situation? Well, that's a that's an open ended question, James, because, you know, if I get one question by 10 people and they're the exact same question, I'll answer those 10 questions differently. Excuse me. I'll answer them differently because I don't know the background of each individual person. So um, I think you probably know, but I did like three years on Dr. Phil's show, the doctors and bring me in. And then and I say this without arrogance that I'm known for doing in one session what therapists and business consultants can't do in a year. So where I come in at is in in understanding what a person's core belief is. Once I figure out what their value and belief system is, what the stories are that they're saying, then I go in and work from there. And there's there's a myth out there that, that people talk about. It's, it's so untrue, and that's why it's so important to be careful who you listen to. You'll hear people say, change your story, change your life. That is not true. And I'll give you an example because everything I share with you, I want to make sure I give you an example to base what I'm saying so you can say, okay, this guy's full of caca or he makes a lot of sense. So if, if I say, for example, I keep saying, can't, I can't, I can't. And you say, Gary, just say you can, you can, you can. All right. So now I say, I can, I can, I can. If I say, I can, I can, I can, but I still believe I can't, then I can't. So it's not change your story, change your life. It's change your story. The next step is the most important. Believe your story then change your life. That's the key. So Got you have it. to learn to believe the story. So when I'm working with a pearl, I don't, I don't care if it's, it's, a, it's a business owner that's got a block that's keeping him from going to that next level. Um, what, what I'm looking for is I'm figuring, okay, okay, what you, what, what's the challenge? And then we're going to change perhaps the story or the belief system. And then we're no longer going to focus on the problem. We're going to focus on the scale of how quick we can get ourselves to a 10 with this new story. So on a scale of one to 10, if you believed I can't, and that's definitely a 10. And now we're at, I believe I can, and we're at a zero. Okay, great. We're not worrying about the story anymore. We're worrying about what can I do to go from zero to one for to the, to the I can, from one to three, from three to seven, from seven to 10. And that's all we focus on now because once that changes, it becomes a new story, which creates a new response because for every belief we act on, we get a result. I love that. Okay. So would you say that um, like a closeness uh, is like believing the, the I can't and an openness is necessary to start believing that I can? 
Um, I don't know if you would consider it an openness, but I, I guess that would make sense. Uh, more, yeah, you can say openness, but I think it, it, you know, the, the, the statement that comes to mind when I hear that is you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So that's the beginning part, the acknowledgement. So then once we get the acknowledgement, then we become acutely aware with the acknowledgement to make that change and the necessary skills or tools to implement, to make that happen. And we resist acknowledging things, don't we? Yeah, we do because we don't like to admit we're wrong. Who likes to admit we're wrong, right? None of us do. And, and acknowledgement says, okay, I'm wrong. And now I got to change this. I got to fix this. I'm not right. And none of us like to be wrong. I mean, we're just, we're just ingrained as a kid. It's just a, it's a human nature. And we'll do three things for that. We'll justify, shift the blame, or minimize the fault. That's all three things that we do subconsciously because we don't like to admit we're wrong. So then when and the worst thing, the, the, the worst challenge I have when I work with people, people who make excuses because they're not willing to admit they're wrong, they don't know they're making excuses. Oh, my gosh, that makes my head explode. Yeah, it's so hard to see the, the patterns that we're exuding sometimes when we're when we're in it, you know? Yeah, because you're the picture in the frame. We all are. I mean, I just I just recently hired a phenomenal uh, relationship coach. I'm not even in a relationship. You know, there was there's something that I was going through with my belief system that I needed to get some answers. And because I'm the picture in the frame, I get somebody else's viewpoint. So you've got to have a sense of not saying that I'm humble, but you have to have a sense of humility to say, I, I need, I need another uh, look at this, you know, like Mattel toys. When they, when they make toys, they'll, they'll make a toy and in a focus group, they'll bring in five-year-olds. These are yeah. adults bringing in five-year-olds. Why are they bringing in five-year-olds? Because they forgot what it's like to be a five-year-old and they're trying to figure out what's a five-year-old say about this. Oh, this is stupid. I don't like that dumb toy. I like this one. And then we find out why they like that one. And then we go ahead and figure out what we can do to make more five-year-olds like that one. That really speaks to the importance of getting in that third party. You know, there's a lot of talk about the the who, not how, and that's true for sort of technical, functional things. But um, also, when it when it comes to getting a code for mindset or or just working on your beliefs, um, when did when did you start seeking outside set of eyes and ears so that you could? Like, like what, what, what preceded, like, what was the pain that you were in that, that caused you to want to reach out to someone else? And then, and then what did that look like when you actually did it? <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say I was very fortunate. There wasn't a pain point for that. I was very, very fortunate from a business standpoint, James and Alma, that I was um, mentioned by two millionaires as a teenager and later a billionaire. So I always had somebody to go to. And then because they were older than I, obviously, and more successful from a business standpoint, they're always throwing advice at me. And I've been able to have those people along with me along the way. And my billionaire mentor, unfortunately, passed and he had an advisor. So that advisor is also my advisor. That's a bouncing board for me. So I'm looking for two things when I talk to people like this. I'm looking for a bouncing board or a soundboard. A soundboard is I just want you to listen to me. A bouncing board is I want you to listen to me, then I want you to give me some input and feedback. So it just depends on the situation. Sometimes, you know, and that, that's where I think uh, um, the, the husband and wife or man and woman relationship gets screwed up sometimes. And we as men screw that up because sometimes women are wanting just a soundboard. They're not wanting a bouncing board. And what do we as men want to do? We want to fix everything, right? But sometimes they just want you to shut up and listen. So they're just looking for a soundboard. And sometimes I want somebody just to listen to me. I don't want your advice. Just listen to me. I'll let you know if I want your advice. And I'll say, hey, look, I need your advice on something. Or I need you to listen to me on this. You know, so th those are concepts that that um, that I've you know used all my life. But then there's some specific niche areas 
that maybe I need some more advice in, or I'll hire somebody like, like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'll hire James and James, I, I, don't, I don't have any knowledge in this. I don't want to. Can you look at it for me? Um, I'll have people come in and do audits for us and look at certain things. You can, you, you can have an, uh, an accountant do an audit for you on your books. You can have somebody audit your website. There's, there's, there's this, I, I can't even begin to describe the stuff that you learn or see. Like I've got somebody on my team as she's a lady and um, she just sees stuff that I just don't even see, you know, then I'll ask her, should I, is, is this the right way to look at it? And I'm just doing that. I'm not, I'm not a dumb person. I'm not the, you know, the dullest, you know, knife in the box, but I just know the wisdom in also finding out what other people think, whether I agree with them or not. Now, with that being said, if you don't mind me going on this uh, course, we have to be really careful who mentors us really yeah. careful because here's what happens. This is a human tendency and it's a stupid thing that we as humans do, right? We'll have a tendency to place a higher status in our minds on somebody like maybe myself because I've been on TV or on TV or I have books or seminars and I speak in front of all these people, blah, blah. And then if you're not careful, then you'll listen to everything I say, then you'll be a sheep to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to do what I refer to as UCS, use common sense. So I have and I question and I don't listen to some of my millionaire and billionaire mentors that I had in the past. I will either reap the rewards from it or I'll pay the consequence from it. But you got to be smart enough to use your own common sense. I heard one person say to me, I listen to everything my mentor says. Then you are a slave and stupid. Yeah. That's just dumb. Yeah. And Gary, if I may interject here, um, what you mentioned about 10 minutes ago was that um, just acknowledging before you can change something, right? You yeah. have to acknowledge it. And yeah. that is that, it, to me, the word that really speaks to me lately, right? We're always going through different seasons, but lately is the, the word responsibility. Oh, right? yeah. Taking that responsibility to even be willing to acknowledge something 100%. so that you can consider changing it. And uh, it, it now as I'm listening to you, you know, hiring a relationship coach and you're not even in a relationship or, or selecting using common sense, like you said, to what you hear again, all of that is, I'm paraphrasing what you're saying, but all that is to me taking responsibility for, for my own actions and, and, uh, acknowledging that somebody may know better than you or at least you can you can receive their input and filter it through some sort of filter and say hey the, where does the where do i compartmentalize this right a hundred percent very yeah. true agreed and, and, and i want to add also you know those of you who are listening live whether it's live or or the recording you might listen to gary cox here because you know as, as i was looking at gary's books the reviews are very real you know, you can tell that some of the books, some of the reviews, they're not written by your friends, right? They're not written. It's it's like somebody says, finally, a book written for the rest of us, right? <laughs> for the rest of us, because we we know all that rah, 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 all that yeah. loud noise out there. And here you are coming with your background for your incredible history that you have and writing the books and then sharing from your ex taking the responsibility to share from your own experience so that the rest of us can can take responsibility for our own choices so i wanted to drive that one in a little bit Thank because you. i am so um 
I'm so privileged. I feel privileged and honored to be to be having this conversation with you. So thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. And especially because our clients, you know, these are typically people who are transitioning. Right? Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have these major pain points. Like you said, you didn't right. have this pain point, but they're, uh, but it's still pain. Right. Sure. If, if I go, I, I've been a person who went to work, you know, I would leave, I would drop off my kid at 7 a.m., go to work, have a long day, have lots of meetings, come home at eight o'clock, be really all still take work home and be short and unavailable to my kids. So while I may not have some major pain points, but I was looking to transition into entrepreneurship, sure. which is a whole plethora of and some problems <laughs> and pain points. Yeah. But so uh, I wanted to go into all of this because now our clients, our audience, should I call it, uh, they are in this period of transitioning. So what do you have to say about the transition for somebody who is going from a job and taking the responsibility for their family's financial stability and their own maturity so that they can still show up as a present friend, father, yep, husband, yep, whatever. Yep. What do you have? You know, what I encourage them to do is borrow my belief, borrow your belief, because sometimes they're not going to have that belief. And that's also what's going to make it so hard. Think about this. If you knew, if you knew 100%, you could predict the future that you would make this transition and in the next, let's just say two years, three years, maybe four, you'd make a million dollars a year. If you knew that beyond 100%, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you would not feel that you had the pain or the struggle. You would say, this is just part of the process, but right. you don't know that. But if you believe that, you look at things differently. So now you just believe this is part of the process and you don't take it personally. So that's where I encourage like my clients, you know, I have very, you know, my, my clients are high end. I have programs as uh, I have a million dollar program. I have a $350,000 program. I have a 45K program. And let me tell you what I tell my clients. I'm okay with you borrowing my belief. Take it. You know, if, if anything, if, if I don't give you the, the specific strategy that you say, say you want, if I let you even see that the treasure is possible for you, then I've done my job as well, because that's what you need to see. If, if I can brighten the light more, and if you with your clients and your viewers, if you can brighten their light more to know that the future is there and it's possible, then then you've done your job because that in itself will increase their desire to go through all the crap that we have to go through as entrepreneurs. I mean, let, let's face it. It's just not an easy, you know, it's not, it's not an easy road and it is not for everyone. So by barring somebody else's belief, listening to programs like your program, uh, these are things that must be done. And because there's too much out there, we have our own BS that we listen to that we have to be careful of. Then we have what we, think are people supporting us and some of them are not because they think we're crazy making this type of transition, yes. especially if you're dealing with people who do not do something like this. They're not entrepreneurs. So there, there's, there's a lot of things against us. So you've got to make sure that you create the environment to put all the odds in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say, since we've talked about mentorship, obviously that's, that's where mentorship is really useful. Someone to be mentored by someone who's walked this path right? So, so that you can borrow their belief. 
so that they can help you and say, you know what? Yes, this is going to be hard. This is going to sure. suck at times. Yeah, yeah. Ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your friends, ask somebody to 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 be patient, to give you the space, attention, whatever you need. And being responsible enough to pick several maybe two mentors i don't know uh, again to not follow a specific mentor blindly just because they said so yeah and there's sometimes you know i mean if you're if you're in a relationship or you're close to certain people that don't think the way you do or the way that you're trying to think then shut up don't tell them your problems because they're going to give you the crap so i knew when i was learning all this i knew if i would go to certain people i'll give you an example if i would i, I remember one day um, I lost 20,000. This was years ago. I did something. I lost $20,000. I don't know what it was. And I learned at that point who to say things to and who not to. So you go to one person and say, I lost $20,000. Why do you put yourself through this? And then yeah. you go to another person and you say, you lost $20,000. All right, gear, let's see what we could do better and get this around and do a better job at it. Totally different. Then at the same time, I'll say, man, yesterday I just made $20,000. And then you have one person thinking, man, all you're doing is bragging. Then you have the other person that says, good job, man. Let's do that again tomorrow. Yes. yes so yes. you've got you've to choose. Then when you get so strong, you don't care who you talk to because you don't care what they say. It's not <laughs> going to bother you. So then that, that's where you want to get it. But if you're not there yet, right, then choose who you say stuff to. If you know that you're going to like, you know, I, I know if I, you, you, you have certain friends, you know, you can predict their responses on stuff. And if you know that is a predictable response is something that's going to be negative. Why do you keep putting yourself in the manure and rolling around in it? Just, just learn to have the discipline and shut up and go to the people that's going to give you the encouragement till you get to the point that you are rock solid. Yeah, oh, I, I love that. Um, speaking to what I was talking about with this, this notion of transition, transition often means transitioning between uh, environments or our, you know, our networkers, our net worth, right? We come from, we're mired in, we're surrounded by one environment and we want this identity transformation. It requires a, a shifting of environment. So there's like, there's like the letting no go of certain people. But also, like, I think it's really wise what you said about being selective about what you share. Mm -hmm. When I go uh, home for the holidays and I'm talking with my parents, mm -hmm. I don't talk about the struggles that I'm having. I don't talk about the successes that I'm having. Mm -hmm. I don't talk about politics or religion or any of that other stuff either, you know, but I just <laughs> right. know that, like, you know better. Yeah. I, I just know that. Um, there's just a, a mismatch in expectations, um, in risk tolerance, in, in visions for what success is, and that sharing what's, you know, because our values are not aligned, it's going to create conflict. And I don't want to invite that negative energy. So it's like there's a wisdom that comes from this transition between what once was and where we want it to be. Um, and, and you really have to guard that and shape that throughout the transition process. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you have to create boundaries. And again, if somebody's new into this transition, all bottom line is for a lot of people, their belief system is weak. You know, they can mm. easily be swayed. And it, 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 you know, it's like as a pilot, right? Um, if you're what I call a baby pilot, let's say you just get your license, right? That license is restricting you from flying in the clouds and in marginal weather. Mm -hmm. So if as a baby pilot, you get in the clouds, statistics show 
in three minutes, you'll be dead. That's what happened to Kobe Bryant's pilot. Okay, now he was not a baby pilot, but he did something wrong, which is a whole other story. JFK Jr., he died because he got into a situation that he wasn't trained. So then, for you to learn to be able to legally fly in the clouds, the reason you can't do it as a baby pilot is because you're programmed to be a slave to your feelings. So mm -hmm. you're in the airplane. Let me give you an illustration. If you take your, let me see if I haven't done this one in a while. Uh, put your hand in front of you, if you don't mind, and li like you're flying an airplane with your palm down, right? And I want you to put your thumb to a seven o'clock position as if you're making a left turn. Okay, so don't move at all. Don't change it. Don't do a thing. All okay? right, until I specifically tell you to turn. Now, as a baby pilot, don't don't turn your hand. All right, as a baby pilot, let's say you are in the clouds and you feel as if you're turning to the right. You feel as if you're turning to the right, but now you want to straighten up the airplane when you're really doing this where you are right now. But you feel that you're turning to the right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to turn the airplane to the left to straighten it up. Correct. Right. Go ahead and turn it to the left. Go ahead and turn to the left more. What happens? We're upside down. You're dead. You're yeah. done. So you have to learn through training to learn to ignore your feelings and fly by your instruments because you can't see outside. So then once you go through that training and you get the license, the FAA is going to say, congratulations, but you're pretty stupid. If you go into it right away, you're going to wean your way into it. OK, so same thing with a new entrepreneur. All right. You're you're going to you're going to get jilted. You're going to feel upside down. All right. Just take your time and learn to ignore your feelings. We're programmed to be a slave to our feelings. When we're born, we cry. When we're hungry, we cry. When we go to the bathroom, you know, whatever we cry. We're just programmed to be a slave. So what I tell people is you have to learn one of the, the one of the major beliefs that I've created that's changed my life is when my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. When my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. So when you have a negative or positive emotion, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to ignore it or you're going to reward it. So if you reward the feeling of feeling upside down, you're dead. Or if you learn to ignore it and fly by that specific belief, which takes training, you walk through it and you survive. Wow. So you have to learn what your beliefs are to be. So wh when you're new in entrepreneurship, you have to learn, okay, what's the belief I got to fly by? Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Some major, somebody tried to, anyway, it was some legal nonsense, right? So I went to one of my millionaire, one of my billionaire's advisor, and he says, oh, Gary, don't even worry about that. And the way they say, don't worry, I mean, it, it's crazy. So, and I knew that's what he would say. I wanted to validate that. And that's, so the point is, know what the belief is that you should strive for, that you're ignoring to get to, and then work toward that belief. And as you go through the clouds some more, and you get more experience, and you get beat up a little more, then you get more experience that, yeah, I, I can handle this. If it flops, oh, well, we'll just keep going. That's the mindset, but that does not happen overnight. It happens with mental training. And that's why I tell people you need to learn to have a high tolerance to emotional pain. If you don't have high tolerance to emotional pain, you probably should not be an entrepreneur because it's going to get painful sometimes and you're going to collapse. Or if you have a high tolerance to emotional pain, you'll keep going forward. That's why I encourage people. And in one of my programs, I show people how to do a cold plunge because it's the most concentrated amount of pain that you can receive in the shortest amount of time. And when you learn how to play games with your mind instead of your mind playing games with you, you win the game. I love that. And here's something that, that shows up for me. And I really have this 
unshakable belief that everything starts at home and home. I mean, me, right. I am the home. Right. So, um, I believe that we can, in fact, tolerate unimaginable amounts of pain. You know, as a mother, as somebody who has given birth to my child, I've only done it once, but women do it over and over and over and over. That's crazy amount of pain. (laughs) (laughs) It's something because I remember going into it thinking, how do I survive this? And then I know I have this beautiful baby girl in my arms, right? So, and then the pain of being. I don't know, abandoned, neglected, beaten, whatever happens in, in in our history, we are capable of handling more pain than we remember that we can, yeah. right? So True. when we go into entrepreneurship, what would you say? Because again, our audience is baby entrepreneurs often, right? So how would you help them remember that? What would you, what strategy would you recommend? Yes, well, you can. I mean, remember that. I, I I journal, you know. I mean, I don't do a lot of journaling. I used to do a lot, but I don't do a lot of it now. So you you keep a track of it. Uh, I I think it's so easy, Alma, for us to forget our successes. We really, it's so easy to do that. Uh, so I'm, you know, like I I sometimes think about, you know, I want to get to that next level, and then somebody hangs around me and goes did you hear what you just said? So I'm on the phone calling. Okay, let's make sure we have the helicopter ready probably around four o'clock and then I need the jet ready at six o'clock. And they're going, that's the normal part of your conversation. Do you do you see this? And I don't. I, it's my normal life. It's like, oh, oh yeah, wow. I guess I need to be a little bit more appreciated and look at all the things I went through to get to this. And here I'm complaining because I want to have this happen right away. So that's where you got to learn to enjoy the journey. Um, that, that, and that's the other thing is, you know, if, if you're, if you're in this for the sake of money, for the sake of money, man, you're, you're not going to last long and, or you're going to be very unhappy because it's not fulfilling. But if, if you have a real true purpose in what you want to do and your, your desire and your passion is high about it, you're going to allow yourself to go through some of this crap, but do focus on where you are now and where you've been. And I'll assure you, wherever you are now, there are people that would just wish, I don't care how bad you think you have it. There's yeah. people somewhere in this world, thousands, if not millions would, would give anything their right arm to be where you're at right now. So I have to, I, I'll, yeah. to not, not to go off. I remember one day I was in the, I go to a private Island called the Berry Islands. It's my like favorite place to go for like 30 years. And one day, um, we were, I was running late to the airport and we had a little pickup truck and it was raining and I'm getting ready to go in the airplane and rain's pouring on me and the luggage is getting wet and I'm starting to get upset. And I said, wait a minute, Gary, do you know how many people right now would (laughs) love to be drenched with water on the back of a pickup truck in this private exotic Island now shut up. And it's true. So perspective is everything you, and and it's, again, that's hard to do. And I'm not saying look at the good side every single time, but yes, we want to try to do that, but that's an attitude as well. But yeah, being, 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 uh, reminded of where you have been to get to where you're at. And it's always going to be that way. So if it's a journey, um, you know, no matter where you're at, it's going to be a journey. If it's a destination, when you get there, you're going to go, is this all there is to it? You know, then you're not going to be fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. And, oh gosh, I love your perspective, and I love how you talk to yourself. It's like, do you realize how many people would kill to be in your shoes? Right. <laughs> but it may sound dismissive, but at the same time, it is the truth, right? It is. Look, yeah. there's two sides to every coin, right? I mean, if we're going to think 
Why don't not? And, and what's negative thinking and what's positive thinking? If I ask a person that, what's negative and what's positive? Here's the answer. If you really want to understand in your mind, is this thought really a negative thought or it's a positive thought? And when somebody says, change the way you think, what does that mean? Understand a negative thought or, is a, po or a positive thought is a predicted, here's the one word, a predicted outcome. That's it. So a positive thought is a predictive positive what? Outcome from a thought. A negative thought is a predicted negative thought from a negative what? Outcome. So if I want to know, is this a negative or positive thought? Okay, well, what's the outcome from this thought? Oh, not good. Well, that's negative. So how do I change it? Well, whether I believe it or not, if I change this thought, what would be the outcome? then focus on that thought to try to create that outcome. So if you're going to think anyway, you may as well think about a better outcome because you're wasting your energy thinking. So you may as well make it, you know, on at least light, the right road. Yeah. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> so it, uh, I have something that's been in, my, in the back of my mind. I don't want to forget it. I wanted to ask you this question. You know, I'm a wannabe philosopher, but I'm always reading all of these books on philosophy. And, you know, if you... Obviously, as an author, I'm sure you read a lot. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. But you know, there, there's this a week, a month. There you go. So there's this concept of you know we, we have the essentialism, right? This is a philosophy where we back in the old back in the days we believe that every person is already born with a purpose, right? The purpose has been given to them. So here we have we have this baby. It's like yeah, this is your purpose in your life, and you either uncover it or you fail to right? That, that's it. That's your path. And then we have this other existential philosophy where th that contradicts that, that says, you know, you, you are who you are, and it is up to you to take the responsibility to, to create your purpose, right? And uh, so these are two contradicting thoughts. And as I read some, some things about you, and I'm excited to dive into all of your books, but to me, I, I have the idea that you you have created yourself you have taken the responsibility to create yourself and we have a lot of a lot of uh, our members of our audience do question what is my purpose how do i know what my purpose is how do i know what to sell, what to serve what to what to share with the world what would you what advice would you give to those folks you know um, i look at that like falling in love you could be in love right now, but could it be possible there's somebody else in this planet that you could fall in love with? The answer is yes. Of but you make a commitment to stay in love with the person you're in, unless you don't. You have a choice. Yeah. So in the entrepreneur realm, if you will, I find out what I love. So here's three things that I love. I love, because I'm originally from Jamaica, I love the Caribbean and the water. And I love, love flying and I love helping people. So I created a jet mastermind where I fly you in my jet. I love flying. I take you to the Bahamas. I love the islands and I love to help people. So you can pick my brain all day long. I love that. Now, is there something else I love? I, I know there's a lot. Of, I love to fly radio control airplanes. I don't have one because I know the, the purpose of being focused. There's a lot of stuff that I would love to do, but I know even though it would be fulfilling, I'm going to try to find the most fulfilling things that I love to do, knowing that I could be distracted with another woman out there, if you will, but I'm not going to do that. I know it's there. I know that, but this is where my home is and I'm going to create that. I'm going to maintain that.
And so that's how I, that's how I would respond to that. Beautiful. Yeah. Commit, just commit and and take steps forward with that, that knowingness and confidence and, and, you know, there are a million things that you could be doing that are interesting to you. And you could be chasing those and you could yeah. be wondering, hey, is yeah. that it? Is that it? Is that yeah. it? Or you could commit to these and, and go all in. Yeah. yeah. And Confu- Confucius says, man who chases two rabbits catches none. Exactly. But at the same point, you have to make sure it's something that you have a huge desire because if you don't have that passion, if you don't have that desire for it, when you get knocked down, the lack of desire and passion will not get you back up. That's mm. the key. So mm. you, you, when I, when I ask somebody, so, you know, how, how committed are you? I want to find out really how passionate are you? Cause when I punch you in the face and you get down, are you going to get back up? Is it going to be six months from now? Or are you going to get back up within the eight second count? I'm going to get mm. back up when the eight second count, if I'm physically capable of doing it, trust me on that. Yeah. yeah. And if, yeah. if it's not like that for you, you might need to keep searching a little bit or, it ain't for you. I mean, it's just the realism of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that that reality check. Or it ain't for you, right? We, we need that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that perspective does uh, give you the frame to know whether you have the right purpose when you're going about your day-to-day basis, you know? That, that, and that doesn't mean, James, that you're going to question it, you know, because you're going you're gonna to question. I don't care how much passion you have. You get knocked down. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a boxer and I get knocked down, no matter how passionate I am and assuming my passion is like 100%, I'm going to question sometimes, what the heck am I doing to myself? Why am I getting beat up in the face, yeah. right? It's, I mean, that's just normal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, don't it's use okay. that to validate I shouldn't be here. Right. It's okay to get rocked, but then go back to – your journal with your beliefs and everything and remind yourself of why you're here and what your purpose is on the planet and then go take steps forward. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Gary, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm truly grateful that, that, um, you reach out and that we're doing this, man. Um, we, we love swapping soul stories. We love sharing real stuff. We're grateful that you got to share your wisdom with us. Um, question to you is like for anyone who's been listening to this, I'm like, Gary, this, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, they want to get into your world. What's what's the best way for them to go to a to to get a book or or a guide or or like what's the best on ramp to Gary? I have a um, an online program that I do where I show people you know how to take that you know one year salary and condense it into one day or one event. So if they go to profitable business pilot plan profitable business pilot and by the time you have this up, it should be up and running. And um, or they can just find me on social media or go to my website, just GaryCox.com with the E at the end, C-O-X-E. But we're yeah, I'm, we we probably post ten to twenty times a day on all social media platforms. Wow, wow. we'll have to talk about omnipresence on another episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's that? I have to talk oh, about omnipresence yeah. on a future episode. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the things I show people to do is get on national TV because it's I mean because everything on TV goes on the internet. And, you know, the, the whole idea is it's so much smarter to have one presentation that you do in front of a million people as opposed to one presentation in front of 100 people. So, again, that's the smarter, not harder, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love all the nuggets of wisdom. I hope whoever's watching live and the recording, write all of this down. I can't wait to go. And, and share your comments this. below and I'll try to respond yes. to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. It has been such an honor to get Thank to you. know a little bit about you, Gary. I can't wait to learn more. And we hope to see you soon. 
Very fine. Likewise. All right. All right. Bye, Bye, everyone.